Good morning and welcome to The Bright Side. This is Alexis Robin, co-founder of P-Link Coaching Center for Excellence, today on K-Tahoe 96.1 FM and 590 AM. Today we're talking about demystifying empathy. And this is something that's come up a lot in the readings I've been doing this year and the coaching I've been doing. I've read about it in both Brene Brown's books, Staring Greatly, as well as in Dan Goleman's book, Focus. Um, but this idea of empathy and what it is, why it's important, what it looks like when you're getting it right, and then what it looks like when you're not getting it right, and uh, and how to show ourselves empathy or self-compassion, if you will. So the first thing is the reason why empathy is important is because it is one of the most foundational expressions of trust. So when we talk about creating a trusting relationship with somebody where they feel comfortable being vulnerable, they feel comfortable sharing something that's risky, um, they feel comfortable sharing ideas with us. You hear about this often. People will say, well, how do I get my people to be more creative and innovative at work? And part of that is um, developing a culture where they feel safe to be vulnerable and they feel safe to share ideas or push back on the system status quo. Um, and being able to empathize is one way to build trust and connection with other people. So what is empathy? Empathy is really about connecting to what other people are feeling in the moment. So if somebody has experienced loss, they're experiencing anger, frustration, sadness, joy, elation, um, any of the above, we want to be able to empathize with them by tapping into what we have felt before. So if we've, if somebody that is approaching us is feeling nervous about making a big speech, you don't have to have made a big speech to empathize with them, or you don't have to have been nervous about a big speech to empathize with them. If you've felt nervous before about anything, you can get in touch with that in yourself and you can say, yeah, I've been nervous before too. I've felt that way. And you can start to normalize it for the other person. So there are some attributes to empathy that I'll share from Teresa Wiseman and Kristen Neff, who are some of the researchers in this field. And the first one is staying out of judgment. So when you're empathizing, practice non-judgment and just hear what the other person's saying. So we don't want to jump into like, oh, you shouldn't feel sad about that. Or, you know, at least it's not this. You just want to be able to listen without judgment and hear what they're going through. The second is you want to be able to take other people's perspective. So what does it mean to get in their shoes and really understand what's happening for them? And you can do that by questioning. You can ask them, what does that mean for you? Or what is that experience like for you being nervous? about speaking today. And so that way you can really understand it. So being able to understand what's happening for them versus kind of jumping in the hole and getting nervous or sad with them is really helpful. The third thing that we talk about as an attribute of empathy is to understand the emotion you're hearing. So understand, so what I'm hearing is you're sad or what I'm hearing is you're, you're anxious or nervous or I, it sounds like you're angry. You know, what are you feeling? And then when they tell you is to understand and get in touch with something in yourself 
that might be like what the other person is feeling. So have you ever been angry before? Have you ever been frustrated? Have you ever been sad? Have you ever experienced loss? Um, then if you have, you can empathize. And then you want to communicate our understanding about the emotion. So this is that idea of like, oh, I've been really nervous before a big presentation before too. I know how that feels. Um, you don't have to tell them, you know, compare and contrast if yours was worse or better, but just to be able to say like, I understand where you are. I've been there too. I understand that emotion. And then understanding too, practicing mindfulness is the last attribute of empathy that we'll talk about. And this is really understanding what is happening and what that emotion is and where you begin and the other person ends. So when you think about feeling somebody else's emotion, like per perhaps you have a friend who's lost a spouse and you can totally empathize with what that must feel like to lose your best friend, your spouse, and it's gut-wrenching. But when you want to empathize, you want to practice mindfulness and understand like this is their pain, not mine. I can understand and connect with this emotion, but I don't need to jump in the hole as I keep to referring to a, a video by Brene Brown on, uh, on empathy versus sympathy, but I don't need to jump in there with them and start feeling all the things that they're feeling. I just want to connect with having felt that before and share that I've been there. And that allows me to really be, um, be able to move through that emotion and, and to be able to um, help you through it as well. Now, when you are, um, when you are thinking about empathy versus sympathy, just to make a couple, kind of outline a couple of differences between the two. Empathy is about feeling you or being with you in this. So like, I feel you, I'm with you. Sympathy is I feel for you or I see you over there and that sucks. So I'm glad I'm over here. And that's right from Brene Brown's um, work. But this is, it's this whole idea that's like, Ooh, that's a bummer. And I'm sure glad it's not happening to me. You poor thing. That's sympathy. And it's not helpful. Empathy. Ooh, I see what you're going through. And you know what? I've been there before, or I have felt that before. And I'm with you. That's empathy. So difference between sympathy and empathy. Google, um, Google Brene Brown empathy versus sympathy video, and it'll come up on YouTube. It's a great little three minute short. It's a great thing to uh, go over with your teenagers to watch with your spouse uh, or your coworkers. Now, how do we get empathy wrong? What can happen when we try our best to empathize? And even people who have the best intentions have done some of these. I've done all of these uh, in my lifetime, so I'm sure that you guys have too. The first one is confusing sympathy for empathy, which we just talked about. So feeling sorry for someone instead of feeling empathy. The next one is sympathy seeking, which is happens when somebody wants validation for having a unique pain, often due to shame, but they won't let you actually show empathy. So if you're trying to empathize and somebody is um, not receiving that, it may be that they're sympathy seeking. So this isn't an issue with you. This is an issue uh, with them and what they're looking for. They're not actually looking for empathy. They just want sympathy. They want you to feel sorry for them. Um, and that's a barrier to empathy. Then there's this whole thing of stacking the deck where it's a game of one-upmanship. 
somebody tells you about a painful experience and you're like, oh my gosh, let me tell you about this horrible thing that happened to me. Or you think that's bad. Let me tell you about my horrible experience. And so it's, um, or you tell about somebody else's horrible experience. And we often do this because we think it's going to make people feel better, but in the end it makes them feel worse. And then, um, finally this failing to dig deep is failing to find a way to empathize. So thinking, well, I've never um, lost a pet or I've never done a big presentation, so I can't empathize with that because I don't know what that's like. And this goes back to the main tenet, which is really about finding a time in your history, in your life, that you have felt the same emotion that they have felt. So if they are feeling fear, when have you felt fear? If they are feeling sadness, when have you felt sadness or grief? So you don't have to have lost a child to empathize with someone who's lost a child. You don't have to have gotten divorced to empathize with a friend who's gotten divorced. You can do this because you can get in touch with the emotions that they're feeling about what they're going through. So the last one, the last barrier to empathy uh, that Brene talks about is this um, idea of a just world, right? So like bad things happen to bad people. So as bad things happen that we say like, well, you know, it's probably bad karma. Sorry, that happened to you. And that's a barrier to empathy. So when we need to show ourselves empathy, what that looks like is self-compassion. So it's being kind to yourself and being able to show yourself empathy um, in a tough time or show yourself compassion. And, and when you're in that space, you can ask yourself, you know, if my friend was in this, how would I talk to myself? Would I talk to somebody I love the way I'm talking to myself now? And if not, what would I say to someone that I love? And then you can say that to yourself. You can also remember that everyone struggles and that we're not alone. So those are a couple ways to practice self-compassion. So practice empathy. It's a foundational piece of trust. Uh, I am looking forward to talking to you guys next week on Monday on the bright side at 1015. This is Alexis Robin again with Peelink Coaching Center for Excellence. Check us out online, P-L-I-N-K Coaching Center for Excellence, uh, excuse me, peelinkcoachingcenter.com. And uh, we'll see you next week. Same time, same place.